Before we start today's episode, we wanted to do a very important PSA to remind everyone to take care of yourselves this holiday season. It is mental health awareness season, so take a moment to call or check up on your loved ones, and overall, be kind to one another. You never know what's going on in another human's life, so what's the harm of being nice? If you are struggling or know someone with mental illness, check out the website mentalhealth.gov for immediate help or resources to educate yourself a bit more on the topic. If you are trying to be proactive with your mental health, check out psychologytoday.com and use their Find a Therapist feature to match with a therapist in your area and take that next step in ending the stigma and seek help for yourself. We understand that we are about to go through, if not already going through, the second wave of COVID. So if you are looking for a therapist or psychologist that can assist you completely virtually, a couple other resources I have for you include Talkspace at try.talkspace.com and BetterHealth at betterhealth.com. Each of these resources are completely online and you can even start talking with a therapist today. Put you and your mental health first because you deserve it. Now, let's get started. Take it away, Manny. Welcome to San Jose, where we discuss anything spooky, scary, haunted, any folklore there is surrounding San Jose. This is your co-host, Carmen Sanchez. And I'm Manuel Avalos. Today, we're talking about the Hellier House. Dun dun! We have gotten numerous requests for this one, and we're really excited to share with y'all. Um, first things first, though, just want to give our usual plug of be sure to follow us on Instagram at San Jose Podcast, tweet us at San Jose Pod, or email us your stories and thoughts, San Jose at gmail.com. We do read all your comments and responses, and we really appreciate the feedback. Yes, we do. We love you, San Jose. Truly. And this is our love letter to you, especially with this week's topic being Hell Your House. So do you have a little bit of background, Manny? I do. It's located at 553 Hell Your Avenue on the southeast side of San Jose. And if you're not sure what I'm talking about, you can check out our map. If you've forgotten, you we have a map. Uh, if you go to tinyurl.com slash San Jose, you can see a log of every single place we've talked about so far in any of our podcast episodes. So be sure to check that out. Anywho, the Hellier house is located on the corner of center and Hellier, which has given it the name, which has earned it the name, the center of hell. <laughs> I, uh, welcome to hell. <laughs> seriously. This 1,645 square foot single family home has three bedrooms, two bathrooms, and it was built in 1988. It was last sold on March 1st, 1989, according to the San Jose City website. Um, and there's some property tax information I could find on the house. So apparently it's still owned by someone. And apparently they pay $4,297 in taxes. Uh, this house is not up for sale on any site. So their owner still wants to hold it apparently. And uh, I mean, it's the Bay Area housing market. So uh, you know that the second that house goes up for sale, it's gone. Um, haunted or not <laughs> seriously i did however find some information on zillow <laughs> oh Be- my goodness okay. yeah there was a section that said what the seller likes about this house and what do they like about the house manny <laughs> that it's haunted <laughs> <laughs> so literally in their comment of what the seller likes about the house they just put a link to a youtube video that explains the story of like why the house is haunted and stuff okay and albeit it's a really creepy video oh yeah this is um this video is from vampire media vampire yeah not vampire vampire vampire. (laughs) media 
it's really dramatized, but it does explain the story. So check that out if you want a really quick summary. But we'll give that to you too. I will say, however, the vampire media video, um, it's like dramatized, and then it shows a bunch of like news clippings supposedly saying about what hap- like what happens there and stuff. But the newspaper clippings are all fake. Like you can literally look at them, and they're really obviously edited because it was really poorly done. Sorry, not. I mean. The sorry, font doesn't sorry. match. The font doesn't match. The quality of the text is completely different. Um, the color of the font, I think, didn't even match. And like, I even okay, just to triple check, I even checked the Mercury News archives, and there is nothing. Hey, I, could I find. did that too. Yeah, but there was, there was nothing about, I could find. I'll talk about my experience in a bit. But okay, yeah. So this this video, okay, so I watched it at work and look oh because um i was just i was on i was on a break (laughs) um so yeah i watched it at work and luckily i was in good company because i had a good laugh but today while just looking over the notes i watched it again and i got creeped out (laughs) i go i'm like in my apartment, and my dog's making weird noises, so I was like, <laughs> uh-oh. Back to the hell your house. So the house also, um, very visibly from the outside, are lo- alarms and cameras, because, I mean, as you can imagine, a house with this kind of reputation is bound to get a lot of visitors. Um, so there's numerous videos on YouTube you can see of people going up to the house and even uh, there was one of someone knocking on the house and leaving but the alarms go off pretty quick um you know by the time they were already in the fenced off area the alarms were already going off and i think the freakiest one was a video of these two people in the car and they're just passing by the house in their car like they were still in their car on the street driving by like they very much could have just been passing by as if you know passing by the house but they slowed down to look at the house, and the alarms went off without either of them getting out of the car. What? Yeah. How? Like, I don't the know. sensors just... I mean, they could just be you're overly sensitive or, like, you know... Don't but, trigger me. <laughs> but they went off, and they, w- they weren't even out of their car. Um, wow. Yeah. So, um, let's, let's just get into the legend. Okay, let's do it. So, as per, um, uh, there's another YouTube video outlining the legends of the story. So, as per Omar Rivera, who does the video, in reference to his video, there are three main legends. But um, I also found a fourth legend online. Um, So, that specific one, there were some burglars. They came in and murdered the family living at the house. So, that's legend one. Um, so the spirits, um, of those murdered in that robbery haunt the house. That's what it said. Um, legend two is a mom and her two children live in the house. One night, the son and mom get into a horrible fight, um, where he gets so angry that it escalates him to kill his mom. He realized what he's done, then he kills himself. Um, The daughter finds them and calls the police to help save her brother and mom. So legend three is that a family lived at the house and the daughter was allegedly possessed by a demon. Uh, The parents called in Buddhist monks to perform an overnight exorcism on the daughter and stayed in the living room, but all the monks woke up in the garage. What? So that's actually a really frequent um, story. So out of all these stories, um, number three, so this one about the Buddhist monks is actually very prominent. So I see that a lot, especially regarding the Buddhist monks. 
and I don't know I don't I wasn't able to find any more research on it but like I said that one comes up a lot and then legend four the most popular of um the four legends is that a small family of three lived in a house so mom dad and daughter one day the daughter finds out that she's pregnant and the parents are very disapproving of this uh to the point where they threaten to disown her so this causes the daughter to complete suicide in the garage and there are various versions of this tale uh, where the daughter kills her parents and then herself and then where she's the only victim and then also that her spirit haunts haunts the property um so this isn't a legend this is what i found via google earth there are seven boulders in front of this house there's two uh like within the fence and then the rest are outside on the sidewalk in front of the house legend has it that the boulders are subtle memorials for each person that died in the house. Um, And I'm pretty sure the legends are true because that's an intense number of boulders to have in front of your home. Like, I lived in Arizona, like, going on six years now, and I have never seen that many boulders in front of someone's house. So (laughs) for me, that's something very out of the ordinary, especially in San Jose. Um... So even like here, a lot of people use boulders as, you know, yard decorations, but not to that extent. So I'm pretty sure that each of those boulders represents something, at least to the homeowner. Well, actually, um, I also went on Google Maps and I just went back in time with the like little feature where you can see different years that they visited each place. There were actually eight before. There were eight boulders? There were eight boulders. Yeah, most people in, like, I think um, in the Omar Rivera video, I think they also mentioned seven boulders. If you go back in the Street View to September 2014, you'll actually see eight boulders. Eight? Like, what happened to the last one So over the years? It looks like the one that's missing is the smallest one on the right side of the curb. If you take a look on the right side of the curb, um, there's a, the, that's like the smallest looking one. And that's the one that's missing. And then the one that's next to that one seems to have kind of moved over in its place. Hmm. So someone took that r- boulder and then moved the one next to it in like it's where it was basically yeah why did they do that other than that it doesn't look like the boulders have really moved at all except for in the february 2019 so if you jump between july 2016 and february 2019 you can see that the three boulders kind of on the left side have moved a little bit um and then in February 2020, you can see that they're still in that position. Okay, I don't really... Well, I don't know if the position of the boulders have any sort of, like, sort of significance, but what is the significance of that eighth boulder? Well, here's the thing. I was also trying to figure that out, and I wasn't able to find anything if, like boulders have any kind of significance in buddhism or anything but thankfully i did get an audio clip from my uncle who actually grew up near just like off center and uh he grew up around this time so this is what he has to say okay so what i remember about the hellier house was uh, sometime in the early 80s, I believe, um, working with a coworker, and I was telling him where I grew up, um, you know, off Center Road. And uh, he goes, oh, you live over there? Did you hear about the, uh, the Hellier House? And I go, what about the Hellier House? And he had told me that um, he heard that a young girl 
had gotten pregnant and that her parents really uh, objected to that and they flipped out. And so she killed her parents, I believe, and then she ended up hanging herself in the garage. That's what I heard. And he said um, that the house is haunted and that they had to put, um, they put three big boulders in the front yard and blessed them so the evil spirits wouldn't go in or escape. I don't know. But what I hear is that the evil spirits didn't escape because what I hear is um, that at night, you know, neighbors hear, um, you know, sometimes they hear crying or screaming coming from the garage. So that's what I remember. And just recently, uh, my wife and I drove by my dad's house and we we drove real slow by the Hellier house. It looks pretty clean, but hell no would I go in. <laughs> so that's his story. Thank you so much again for submitting that, Uncle Rick. And uh, the other thing, actually, while we're just on the topic of the boulder still, if you look at the Google view again, like the street view, you can see in the current view in between the like third and fourth rocks on the on the curb not in the fence there's like this little white pole and if you go back in time it's bigger it's like the pole is bigger yeah it was like an actual pole again not sure if this has anything to do with anything it might just be a pole put there by the city but there's a pole and it has like a design on it it's like a red and yellow design I don't really know how to describe it. You'll have to look at this yourself. Look at McDonald's. No, no. <laughs> look at October 2014 and kind of get as close as you can to the house and you'll see what I'm talking about. And then there's another smaller pole next to the fire hydrant, but this one just looks more like a city pole. Um, but either way, if you look at then and then now, uh, you can see that that pole is smaller. Just another small. So is... Is that a part of like civil engineering or civil plan or city planning where they like would do that pole? <laughs> do, or I don't know. Put the pole there. Yeah, I don't know why it's there because it doesn't seem to be there to mark anything, and it's like the only one on the street. Sorry if you hear a lot of clicking. It's me trying to look around, but yeah, it's like the only one I can see in this area. And then the last thing to note of this section on like the curb and stuff is those two like stone blocks, like the ones that you would see in a parking lot that, you know, like it tells you like that's the end of the spot. There's two of them put like parallel together in the driveway, but they're put aside. Apparently I've seen photos where they used to actually block the driveway. Um, you know, I guess just try someone's trying to prevent people from driving in. But now they're put to the side, and it looks like they've been like that in that exact same position since at least 2013. Well, I mean, if you live near the house, which is almost everybody in San Jose. Apparently. <laughs> from <laughs> who lives down the street from this house. Please let us know if those move often, um, because that would be interesting to note um because i see i've seen photos where they're blocking the driveway and then i've also seen photos where they're on the side mm -hmm. so maybe the google person just drives around when <laughs> at a very convenient time that's totally possible yeah i'd be i'd be more interested in knowing more about this because i want to know if anyone lives there and spoiler alert it seems like there might be someone that lives there. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah, because the Omar Rivera video, like, I mean, Omar captures someone actually driving into the house, but I'm upset. Oh, my God. I'm upset because they didn't ask. <laughs> like. I'm upset because they have a Prius. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Like, a, like, Prius has such a bad rap. And that's just, that in itself is a message from the Hell Your House. <laughs> the Hell Your House owner. Well, there's been, owner. there's actually been several, I've seen at least two videos slash uh, photos 
of someone pulling into the house in a white or silver. It's kind of hard to tell because of the lighting Prius. It looks silver to me. That's that's my official opinion. Okay. <laughs> so it's, it's silver. Okay. I kind of thought so too, but it, in one photo it looked white to me. Maybe they're different cars. I don't know. But And in a different photo, it looks blue. Like one of those, like you've seen the generic blue Prius. Yeah. The light blue. Well... It does seem like someone's living in there only... Like, someone has to be at least taking care of the property because, I mean, number one, there's just a lot of signs, right? So, number one, there's a small American flag in the window that you can see from the street. There's obviously all the cameras. um, And even if you see in Google View, it seems like they decorate their house for Christmas. Like, not a lot. They just string a couple lights near the front door. (laughs) But then they disappear after, like... appease the spirits... Oh, okay. I'll buy it. I that's that's <laughs> my second official Carmen <laughs> Carmen uh, opinion. <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. <laughs> well, um, yeah. So it looks like they string up some lights, and I've seen people say it online too that they do string up some lights every uh, Christmas season. And then, um, mm-hmm. also the yard is really, really well maintained. Like there, I mean, there's no lawn, but I mean, there aren't really, there isn't trash. Like there aren't really weeds or anything. Like it looks really clean at least. Um, you know what? That's true. Cause even what that's okay. So the house is right at the corner of, um, crosswalk. Right. And generally those areas tend to have a lot of traffic and there would be a lot, probably a lot more trash. At least that's what I've seen. Um, I don't know. It, it, it has to be well-maintained in order for there not to be as much trash as, you know, general, like generally. Yeah. So there has to be some sort of, like, this is what I'm surprised that I haven't seen or heard about is gardeners potential you know um i don't know just someone what's it called yeah uh maintenance people that just come and i don't know so i wonder what that's about because you would think like at least if if so many people are door uh ding dong ditching this place or you know exploring the property or anything you would think first of all there would have to be some sort of Maybe the the rocks, you know, would be in disarray. Mm-hmm. So again, like there has to be some sort of maintenance going on. Yeah, and also, the last thing that kind of points to signs of life <laughs> is um, the trash can is occasionally on the curb. Oh right, yeah. Or the recycling so- bin. There has to be either somebody that lives there or somebody just that goes often Mm -hmm. to maintain the house. At least, what, once a week? And also, well, depending on how much trash they use, I don't know. Yeah, it's unclear. This is the thing. If if you're not familiar with our podcast, we like to speculate wildly. But that's partially because you kind of have to with this kind of topic. There isn't a lot of solid evidence to go off of and we really just try to do the best we can the best that we can with what we have but it really does seem like someone has to be living there or going at least pretty frequently because the front yard is pretty well maintained um but i mean this house has a pretty well-known reputation and i think that brings us to all the million comments that we have found on this topic Yes, okay, let's do it. So in the Omar Rivera video that we talked about earlier, YouTube user, all right, and this is in all caps, Guero Cabron, and for all you non-Spanish speakers out there, please get your Spanish-speaking friend to translate that for you because... Okay, that that's a lot to put out there. But anyway, Guero Cabron comments, Yeah, that house was bought by a Vietnamese family in February 1989 in March. She killed the parents and hung herself in the garage. On September, another family moved in. After a month, the mother killed her two daughters and his son. Two, 
because she heard voice to kill them. So on October 1989, the house was closed and never reopened ever since till 1991. The owner sent in a plumber to fix a sink, and he saw an Asian teenage girl in a black dress standing behind him. So he ran outside and called the owner that he wasn't going to do that job. So the owner sent those monks to exorcist the house, and they slept in the living room and woke up in the garage. It's when they saw the Vietnamese girl dressed in black hang in there, and another white 10-year-old girl who was stabbed to death by her mom, on the floor all bloody. So they decided to put those big rocks. Alright, I know that there is a lot of grammatical errors in that, but I am reading it exactly as it was written. Um, okay, let's unpack that. All that. <laughs> there's Because there's a lot of information that I have never heard about. Okay, I think, um, I mean, we've talked about a couple things in here, right? We, we know that there was a family in 1989, that apparently there was murder, and then the daughter hung herself... And then there is monks exercising the house, but we didn't know about the plumber and I, yeah. And like the two ghosts, the plumber saw, but what stands out to me is that there's two ghosts. Like I expected just one of the daughter that supposedly hung herself, but then there's this other ghost apparently seen. And I want to know more about that. I got two ghosts. Um, (laughs) So, yeah, okay, so I have not heard that story about the 10-year-old girl who was stabbed by her mom. Um, Yeah, I just, I haven't heard of that, but that would also explain the several boulders that are outside. So if they're, okay, let's have a count. So we have seven, potentially eight boulders one would definitely go to the um, the daughter that killed herself. Wait. No, no. This is a different story. My bad. Okay. Yeah, so if we're just talking about boulders, what the... Okay, so that's two out of eight. Yeah. Poten- wait, there's two out of seven, potentially eight boulders. Well, okay. This is a different story, but in it seems like in each story, there's the daughter, two parents, and I've seen a couple times a brother. So that brings us to at least four, possibly five pe- people accounted. Old SJ Local 2012 comments, The Hellier Avenue house is also known as Hell House to the locals. A while back when I was in high school, I remembered hearing about a news story about a home invasion at the Hellier Avenue house, where the daughter was raped and parents were killed in the bedroom. The intruders hung the daughter in the garage to make it look like a suicide murder. As the haunting occurred from owner to owner, the last owner had an exorcism done at the house by monks to ward off the ghost. The monks spent the night to fight off the spirits, but woke up in the garage. They failed in getting rid of the spirits, so they placed three blessed boulders around the house to contain the ghosts. So there we have three boulders um, from the monks. Here's the thing is, it says, as the haunting occurred from owner to owner, I mean, like I said, it's been a little bit unclear um, like the passing of ownership i've been trying to look into it but i mean the house was built in 1988 and then it was sold in 1989 and hasn't really been sold since so at most i count like two owners um yeah so i mean so it literally owner to the other owner. yeah owner exactly one to one and um the only thing i question here is that it says the monks spend the night but woke up in the garage. Well, they didn't spend the night because they were fighting off. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like there's, it's a little bit of a contradiction there that it says they spent the night and they were like fighting off the spirits at night, but then they woke up. I'm like, okay, so they fell asleep on the job. What? No, that's not how I think about it. I think it like, into the night they were battling these spirits and then as they called it quits um you know for the night 
they went to bed in the living room, which is also a general consensus on the story within the comments of the YouTube video. Fall asleep in the living room, wake up in the garage. So we have that parallel in a good majority of the stories. True. Well, the next comment is from Mo Nugs from two years ago on Reddit who says, no one lives in there and no one has for years. Someone shows up from time to time to check on it and that's about it. So going back to our theory that someone has to be maintaining it, it's unclear how Mo Nugs knows this, but it, I mean, I feel like it is clear to anyone that sees a house that someone has to be maintaining it. Rocio69 comments in 2012, I visited the house three different times yeah, I'm going to skip past that real quick. I, I visited the house three different times. This last time I went, I was lucky enough to talk to one of the neighbors. He told me that the alarm goes off on random nights, and it always tends to be around 2.30 and 3 o'clock. Witching hour. Uh, that wasn't a part of the comment. Uh, 3 o'clock in the morning. He also mentioned that within the last year, the block, the black iron automatic gate has opened and closed by itself at least five times and the security company had to come check the place out and also said that three different residents that live near the house have seen the lights turn off and on while no one was home and even while the house was vacant he told me one night he was taking uh, he told me one night he was taking a walk he saw the curtains moving in the front living room window but it didn't really trip him out because of the history of the house. As we were talking about the house, uh, the property management company showed up and what looked like a handyman worker. I then uh, inquired about the house. I asked if it was for rent or sale and she told me it currently had an owner. However, they didn't occupy it, which I thought was rare. So I had to ask the question if it was haunted and her response was that she gets the creeps when she's inside so she doesn't really like to stay inside too long. She has also mentioned a handyman from the company went to fix the water heater and got a, and got real spooked to the point of telling them he wasn't interested of ever working at the house again. She has personally never seen anything, but she did say she gets the creeps and felt as if someone was standing behind her in the kitchen one time. I'm sorry, but that is super creepy. The next comment comes from Mr. Kim in 2013. Okay, so I live very close to that place. I can honestly tell you this. 21 years living near that place, I have never seen anyone live in that house. I have driven by there thousands of times. All caps. I am serious. No one has ever lived there. The only time you ever see any life form that comes close to that house would be close to Christmas someone puts a strip of lights. That's it. Rumor has it that a family once moved in there. All woke up in the garage, and the husband kept hearing some voice to murder and ended up killing his family. And then Mr. Kim what? says in a separate comment, It's pretty much the same story, to be honest. Someone died in that house, and it's being taken over by some, quote, evil spirit. The only real mystery is who the heck puts up and takes down the weird clump of Christmas lights near the front door every year. I've driven there so many times, and I've never seen anyone go up to it. And in a third comment, Mr. Kim says, As for the house, I've also heard that someone... Somewhere in the backyard, you can see the face or some kind of an imprint of the dead girl on the fence. First of all, Mr. Kim, I really hope you're the same Mr. Kim as the one from Kim's Convenience. <laughs> because that would be amazing. Um, but sadly, that Mr. Kim lives in Canada. <laughs> but thankfully, Mr. Kim does clarify a bunch of things for us here. Although... His, you know, Mr. Kim's, like, Mr. Kim's logic basically runs off of, well, I've never seen it, so it must not be true. Like, that kind of thinking, which isn't necessarily true. It does provide us some insight and some, you know, firsthand accounts, but it doesn't necessarily prove that no one lives there. Especially considering that, um, you know, we saw someone pull up to the house and oh i think we forgot to mention in that omar rivera video where the prius is pulling in there's stuff in the garage like it's not empty there's literally a pile of boxes yeah so with mr kim's logic the ghosts put up the light the, the strip of christmas lights and Aww. the ghosts have some 
earthly possessions that they wish to keep within their garage. I like that. Wholesome. Me too. They're wholesome ghosts. See, not all ghosts are scary. I mean, they could be both. I mean, okay, if some kids are ding-dong ditching your doorbell, of course you're going to want to spook them. Like, that's just, I mean, if and those poor neighbors, like, it's not their fault that they live next to this scary house. But, you know, the ghosts got to get some revenge on those. Uh, I mean, who else wants to be woken up that late? Right. I think that's one of my general theories of all these places we've talked about so far. I've actually been sitting on this theory, so I'm really excited to get into it. Because <laughs> I've, I've, this is something I kind of came up with before we even recorded our first episode, was, like, sometimes I feel like these ghost stories are made up because people want to keep people away. And, and, of course, the irony is that that actually ends up drawing in some people, like us, <laughs> to these kinds of places. <laughs> but it seems like an... In most of these cases, there's ghost stories made up to keep people away. Like, I mean, I don't know how that applies to, like, Chuck E. Cheese because you want people to go there. Well, I mean, at least the rest. I mean, the, the workers what? probably don't. Yeah. I, oh, right. We said that. Like, what if the workers made up this story so that they would have less work to do? But, like, in the case of San Felipe Road, you know, they live in a really secluded area. Or um, in the case of the Winchester House, like... For all we know, Sarah Winchester made up the rumor herself or tried to make the rumor happen because, I mean, as we covered already, she was really, like, she really kept to herself and maybe just didn't want people to come near her. And then... Honestly, yeah. (laughs) Like, with every topic so far, including this one, it kind of seems sometimes like they're making up the story just to to keep people away. But, you know, it ends up drawing ding-dong ditchers. Yeah, and people who try to, well, I guess maybe not break into the house per se, but still, like, in, be really invasive of the yard. Like, yeah, respect people's property and their business. You heard it here first. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's continue on with the comments. So this, act- this comment... Um, or the, the previous com- comment actually comes from this website that we found called Club Lexus. I, I hate that so much. Club Lexus is literally a website for Lexus owners to discuss their Lexuses. And I feel like it's another <laughs> Nike talk. Lexi. <laughs> Nike talk. <laughs> so this is the esteemed Club Lexus. Um, oh. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. What? For context, this came up, like this ghost story came up on Club Lexus because someone talked about driving to hell your house. <laughs> driving their Lexus? Yeah. Past all your house? <laughs> I, or at least I'm pretty sure that's what it was. But like, that's just so random. But anyway, go on, Carmen. <laughs> so these people probably like make names for their Lexus too. They're, or do they just call it... Lexi. Like, Lexi. Yeah. I was driving Lexi down Hellier Avenue today, cross center. (laughs) And I I saw the scary, spooky, ooky, haunted Hellier house. But this post was really long. Uh, It took me a long time to get through all those comments. Like, it was really long. Yeah, it was a pretty long thread. Like, a lot of people probably... A a lot of Lexus owners... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> there's a population of uh what san joseans that own lexuses and drive past hell you constantly yeah. <laughs> oh my god um join the club get a lexus this is a this whole podcast has been a lexus commercial the entire time <laughs> It has not. Please sponsor us. <laughs> but yeah, please sponsor us. Even if that means I get a really cool Lexus. You're Actually, do. did you see the commercials this year? They look pretty dope. Is that the one where they like change like the terrain? Um, No, it's the one where they're like, I deserved a present this year. And then they all like get gifts of the car Lexus. Oh either no. to themselves or for others 
<laughs> okay, we're getting off topic. <laughs> yeah. We... Okay, so in this theory, Mr. Kim moved to the United States in 2013 and decided to get his first American car. Uh, is Lexus American? I don't know, dude. I'm sure. Okay, and now he lives in San Jose and drives past the hell your house in his Lexus. Okay, so on Club Lexus, in response to Mr. Kim's comment, user Elevate responds with, supposedly it's a family member of the person that died in the house that puts up puts all the decorations up the family tried to sell the house but no one would uh buy it uh, but no one would buy it so they put up things from time to time so it seems like someone's home i think there's a home a, a house caretaker that comes by once a month or so to check up on things there all right well that makes more sense um regarding the maintenance of the house but um same commenter different comment there's a bunch of stories slash rumors that, uh, that revolve around this house, especially in the Asian, mostly Vietnamese, community. One of them has already me- been mentioned, uh, the girl hanging herself in the garage. Another one is that a woman uh, that used to live there went crazy and burned the house down with the family in it, herself included. After the fire was put out, on one of the fences surrounding the house, they noticed that there was a screaming face etched into the wood by the fire. I'm not sure if this rumor is true, since a couple of people always mix this story up, but it seems to involve a couple living in the house, and one went crazy, killed the other, and buried them in the living room. I either hear that it's the husband killing the wife, then burying her, or vice versa. Not too sure what to take from them, but these were the rumors I've heard. You can probably do some digging on Google and find out the truth, wrong, uh, about everything, but quite frankly, I'm too lazy to. And we did do some digging on Google. I went to the fifth page of Google, like the the dark web, (laughs) the deep web, yeah. And there's nothing on this house that specifically states that there is anything of this nature happening especially burying somebody in the living room how does that like even work? why why how somebody please inform us um the only thing i could understand is like maybe they went under the house and tried push, putting the body like underneath the living room but even then doesn't make sense then user Tony NCA comments, I was driving home from a friend's house and it was about 1 a.m. In, the in my Lexus. <laughs> I was driving in my Lexus from a friend's house and it was about 1 a.m. in the morning. 1 a.m. in the morning. I saw a Prius. Pull- yes. <laughs> I saw a Prius pull into the garage. Oh, getting I- specific on somebody else's car make. I saw a Prius. I saw a Prius pulled into the garage while I was at the light. I think someone actually lives there. All these stories are just made up by high school kids who just kept on passing it down. No house cleaner would decide to clean the house at 1 a.m. in the morning. Also, there would be no trash if no one lived there. And, uh... Good point. Okay. Yeah. User Debonair comments, Interesting. I work not far from the hell your house and have driven past it in my Lexus many times. Never heard of this story, not even while in high school, which is usually when all these tales are told. I'm glad to see the bad spirits are civilized enough to take the trash out. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) My bet is that somebody lives there who does not believe or care about the history, but prefers to stay private because of it. Closed windows, car in the garage, etc. Or it's a grow house, which is probably my favorite theory because it makes a good amount of sense. Um, uh, I didn't even consider that. Yeah, so pick is from the video. You can see the parking block was removed from the right side of the driveway, probably to make way for the car to get in and out. So 
again, that's my favorite theory because it honestly does make the most sense if it's a grow house. It doesn't need a lot of maintenance. It doesn't need a lot of upkeep. Just, you know, and if somebody is there, like, you know, it's every so often just to check up on the the haunted plants. <laughs> I Well, okay. Debonair is definitely in a neighborhood association because no one says civilized enough to take the trash out unless you're a NIMBY in a neighborhood association. I'm just saying. I mean, Andy drives a Lexus. (laughs) (laughs) My favorite thing about this post is definitely, though, that he wrote hell year, like with all caps. Like, yeah. Hell with all caps year. (sighs) (laughs) I like it civilized enough to take the trash out oh my god it's like (laughs) okay um okay so moving forward um so while i was doing research um i used mercury news uh, or the the mercury news archive search and using uh the experience from my research articles in college I typed in various words and phrases to search for anything relating to Hell Your House. And pretty, like, I got pretty much nothing. Um, But it generally takes a long time to process those phrases. But as soon as I typed in murder as one of the search terms, it loaded quite quickly. And go figure, zero results. Like, I mean, you would think that, especially in those very real articles from the video, that <laughs> we would get some sort of articles from uh, yeah. the Mercury News archive. Because I even, I, I inputted 1988 to 2012 to see if there was anything um, regarding Hell Your House. And again, nothing. So, but again, like that's the fishiest part is that every time I looked up uh, key terms or phrases, it would take a while to load. Like it would take maybe a minute or so. And that's years in this, in today's day and age of (laughs) internet search. But still, and then as soon as I type in murder, it's like zero seconds. It's like, nope, zero results. Hmm. Well, the last, I guess, kind of personal story thing we have is actually from our sneak peek this week. If you follow us on Instagram, you may have seen we posted a little sneak peek of someone delivering DoorDash to the hell your house. (sighs) Yes. So, okay. These ghosts be modern. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so... This picture is from Instagram user COVID-19 memes. Oh, wait. Is that what it is? <laughs> Let me double check. Because it might have been COVID memes. That would make it even better. <laughs> okay. This picture is from COVID underscore memes 19 Instagram user. Um, it seems like they reposted it. It doesn't seem like they took the photos and the photo themselves, but it's not entirely clear. But it's just, if you haven't seen it, it's someone holding up a DoorDash bag in front of the Hell Your House, and it says, hate delivering to this house, the, the lady be mad creepy, except what lady? I know, we always heard that it's a man that lives there, that occupies the land. I will say, all right, I will say, I, <laughs> I did a lot of, de- like, really deep digging on the city of San Jose's website and this is public information. So it's like not weird or anything. I didn't hack, but I did look up the permits and other, any information I could find on this house. There's a site on the city of San Jose where you can search up any city address and it gives you like permit history and stuff. And I looked up the hell your house address and I did find a couple of records, not much, But I did manage to find a name. I'm not going to say what name it is. 
just to kind of give one extra layer of protection to their information. But again, it is public information, but it is a Vietnamese name. And it does seem like this owner has owned the house since the 89. And the only, the only reason I found their name is because they did, looks like they did some roof work on their house in 2019 and it came up on that like record. Interesting. It really makes you think. Maybe um maybe the dasher was um like making an offhand comment about like the or uh, referencing the story. Oh because yeah. Because it's supposed to be a haunted young woman. Or they just didn't know the story and they just made something up. <gasps> Or or they didn't know the story and don't understand why it's so creepy that a oh, lady... Oh, that's worse. Yeah, he's delivering to freaking spirits. Even the spirit is wary of COVID-19 <laughs> <laughs> getting DoorDash. I wonder, what was their order? It doesn't say. I can't see. It's just a DoorDash bag. <laughs> Somebody really wanted... Uh, I don't know what's Karen. what's nearby. Chuck ghost, e. ghost Karen. Wanted Chuck E. Cheese pizza. <laughs> the Dasher was more confused about the order. Well, um, well we could <laughs> we could go to DoorDash and type in the address and see what is possible to deliver there. You know, oh yeah, let's, I'm gonna do it as a fun fact. I'm doing it right now. <laughs> it says the options are either hand it to me or leave it at my door. I'm gonna say leave it at my door because clearly this person doesn't want anyone coming <laughs> up to their property because then the alarms go off. So the options are. Ch- yeah, wait. How do you? How would the dasher even get in if the the gates closed? That's what I was wondering. Like the gates close, and you, I mean maybe you could just open it by hand. I'm not sure. Or you could, like, jump it. But even if you get close, as we've seen in the videos, the alarms go off. So. Oh, well, you know what? Maybe they say leave it outside the gate or leave it inside the gate. And then he just watches her get her order. Maybe. Uh, Oh, there are cameras. So maybe they they could just watch the camera. But. Yeah. The options for things to deliver include for chains, Cheesecake Factory, Chick-fil-A, Chipotle, Mm -hmm. McDonald's, and Windstop. And then... Ooh, Wingstop. Those are pretty good options. All right, continue. For more local places, it includes Araujos, El Paisa Taqueria, Campbell Liquors and Deli, Poke House, <laughs> Halal Guys, Nick the Greek, and Water Tower Kitchen. Uh, the fastest are that Taqueria I mentioned, Taco Bell, 7-Eleven, KFC, and Denny's. So, one of I'm those things. I'm trying to think of... Yeah, what would you... You heard it here, folks. Ghosts are eating poke or KFC. I don't know. Um, (laughs) Probably KFC. (laughs) We don't really have a pop culture section for this episode, as you can imagine. Sadly. Yeah, it is pretty Somebody did, in the comments, somebody did reference, again, American Horror Story, the first season, Murder House, simply because all of the stories, like revolving murder and the house um but other than that nothing actually there was one thing and this (gasps) is from club lexus again oh my god yes club lexus user one ugly gs writes i heard they made a movie based off the house i saw an article about it a while back but that's it they don't say what the movie is or anything and i couldn't find anything but I, if there is a movie about this, please let us know. I would watch it in a heartbeat, and I would love to know Yeah, more. seriously. Even if it's, like, your high school project, <laughs> please seriously, send it to us. Yeah. Send us a link. We'd love to watch. <laughs> I love, like, that Omar Rivera video, it just throwback to high school projects. Oh, definitely. Like, Me too. Yeah. What a time. What a time. <laughs> All right, we got two more things for this episode. One, Dottie Tracker alert. (laughs) Dottie Tracker. (laughs) Yeah, so if you've been listening to our podcast, you know that we track a ghost named Dottie who has been... She's only come up in one story, but we have some evidence to suspect that she's come up in several stories, particularly in South San Jose. Oh my gosh, Carmen, wait. It's the same area, too. So... (gasps) Emily yes. Jeanette 
YouTube user Emily Jeanette comments on the Omar Rivera video, Someone on Reddit actually said a teacher at her school was murdered in that house and her husband covered it up and someone else killed her, but they eventually found out he did it and he was sent to jail. And this just gave me Dottie vibes. Oh my god, another school or teacher murder? Another South or Southeast San Jose teacher murder. You heard it here first. Yeah. We're not... We're just... We're just telling you guys the facts. <laughs> and speculating a little bit. <laughs> just a little bit. Not too much. <laughs> Last thing is that California Civil Code 1710.2 requires that a realtor disclose any deaths on the property, peaceful or otherwise, if the death occurred within the last three years. So, whoever bought this house knew what happened there. Or at least they should have. Assuming that that was part of the code back then. Yeah, so that's why I was like, oh, um, they're probably waiting their three years to sell the house. So that then, like, you know, once you get past those three years, the realtor doesn't have to disclose that information to you. So I was like, oh, they're probably just waiting. But it's been but 30 then years. I was like, it's, yeah, it's been way too long for that. So, yeah, but it's just, okay, so much, there's so much mystery to this house. I feel like this is, like, number two uh, mystery house in San Jose because... Mm-hmm. I feel like the more research we did, the more questions I had about the house. Like, it just doesn't make sense to me why... Okay, what's with the boulders? What is with um, the secrecy of the people owning the home? Which I guess I it, it, underst- I, it, it is understandable. Um, and then lastly, the Zillow. Like... You would think that if the owners of the house wanted, first of all, wanted that much privacy, and second, um, you know, didn't want to bring any attention to their home, why would they put that link on Zillow, what they like about the house? Like, literally, what they like about the house is that it's haunted. I mean, that's assuming that they did actually do that themselves, but but I guess. But, um, yeah, I guess that's true. Um, but who would take... I'm sure a lot of people would take the time and effort to log in as a house. But don't you have to prove that you own the house in order to put the listing on Zillow or something? I'm not sure. I don't know about that. But, um, anywho, that's the hell your house. So, do you think it's haunted? Oh, yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I've, I've been debating within myself, and I usually say no. Um, I think so far I've only said like one place is haunted, but, um, I am actually inclined to say yes, only because Mm. the story is just so salient and that like, this is really well known. Um, I think it seems more so than some of the other topics, uh, topics we've covered, save for maybe Winchester, of course. But, um, I mean, the story is... As we've covered, you know, it's a little bit varying, but it seems overall pretty consistent. And if anything, the bottom line is people believe that something bad happened in this house and that there are still spirits there. Um, so I get the feeling that whoever lives there now maybe just has learned to find peace with it or or something. But I think there might be something going on there. Yeah, I I would love to figure out the actual story to this home, like... Like I said, I want to understand why there are so many boulders in front of the home. It's just a ridiculous amount to the point where they must have some sort of reason um, at this point. I want to know about the DoorDash order because that's also interesting to me. <laughs> like, yeah. um, I, I, For the longest time, I thought there was nobody living in the home, but then all of a sudden there's DoorDash um, delivering food. Um, and stating that there's a creepy woman that lives there, so I don't think it's haunted. Um, I just think that it's so mysterious and ominous that, or like at this point, it's just built up that um, rap. Yeah. But now, like, 
And there's a lot of explanations to these things. Yeah. Um, just because somebody dies in a home does not mean the home is haunted. Um, please don't think that. <laughs> like, and some some deaths can be peaceful, and we since we don't have the full story, we don't even know like if that's the case either. So. So, listener, do you think that hell your house is haunted? And that's not a rhetorical question. Don't forget every week. Within the first 24 hours of our episode airing, which is Friday at 9 a.m., you can go to our Instagram story and vote on our verdict, whether or not you think that the location of that week is haunted. Yeah, so please let us know what you think, because we like to get a general consensus of things, um, especially when it comes to your city, San Jose. And this week's topic, hell your house. Is it haunted? Is it the center of hell? What did they order from DoorDash? Let us know. <laughs> I'm dying to know. Wrong answers only. <laughs> <laughs> well, Carmen, I think it's that time of the night. Let's go play some DVD. Let's go. Stay spooky, San Jose.